On this Info Pilgrims Live, we have my good friend and local politician, Chris Hanks. And we're going to talk all about politics and what it takes to get inside of politics nowadays. It's a great episode you do not want to miss. So let's go. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Info Pilgrims podcast, recorded live at the Colab Studios in Venice, Florida. I am your host, Jack May, and with me this week is the great David Dolby. David, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Jack. Thank you. Your hair looks on point today, by the way. I know (laughs) Jack was dissing my hair earlier, so I'm counteracting it with kindness. The streaks are strong and uniform. Thank you. Thank you. Look like high school Jack again. Oh, my gosh. All right. (laughs) So, this week, we have our very first guest in the Collab Studios. He is the mayor of one of the fastest growing cities in Florida. He is now running for Sarasota County Commissioner. He also happens to be a very good friend of mine, Chris Hanks. Chris, thanks for joining us. Sad, man. All right, let's just get right into it. You've been in the political field for now, what, a little over three years, correct? Yeah. What exactly got you into politics? You know, uh, I I guess practically speaking, it was uh, some issues I had with permitting uh, that kind of got me involved. I tried to put up a chain link fence, and I need like 15 (laughs) permits, man. Permitting. And and then I needed a rite of passage permit to cross my own property, (laughs) and... uh, so yeah, that kind of got me permitting. Who? So that's what got you into local politics. So wh- why did you believe that being involved in local politics was so important to you? Was it just well, you just it was just permitting, or did you actually like, hey, I want to make change, or what? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we have made some changes to the permitting <laughs> since I've been in. <laughs> so uh, that's very important. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, no, no, is to make change. You know, once you get in there and you start kind of look, looking around and you start campaigning, you you start realizing there's a there's a whole big uh, cog at work here, you know, and there's a lot of kinks in it. A lot of kinks in it. So, in politics, that politics is. Uh, let me let me rephrase this. Politics isn't your career, correct? That's not your no. focus. No, I, you know, I didn't decide to run for county commission until just a few months back, and I had intentionally done that because um, because because I'm always afraid. You know, you watch politicians and they're so busy. Uh, pandering to their base because they're worried about the next election vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had determined I would be a one-term commissioner and that the folks would have to convince me, and I said this <laughs> over and over again, mm. if I was going to run again. And so that kind of happened. And uh, I didn't decide up until just, just a few months back. So what convinced you? Well, one of the things that happened was um, the the uh, county held a referendum mm-hmm. which made um, single-voter districts possible. Mm-hmm. Now, Northport's always had a hard time, especially South County, specifically North, Northport hadn't had representation since 1992. That was with Mr. Northport, Gene Matthews. <laughs> um, but South County's been underrepresented for so, so long by North County um, candidates. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the single-voter districts just mean that only the voters in my district get to vote for me, and Northport being the largest city in three, three counties mm-hmm. and um, the growing largest uh, voter block gives it a real opportunity hmm. to be able to be represent and to represent the South County. So, so do you have interest in the private sector or are you solely focused on politics? No, I, I mean, I'm a business owner. Okay. You want to elaborate on what your business is? Well, one of them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you worked with me, but, uh, but no, you, you know, my wife and I, um, I'll try to get you some free ads right here. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, we have, we have created dream travel. This was something that was kind of on, kind of on my wife's mind about, mm-hmm. Ten years ago, you know, we, we we moved from Arkansas to here to kind of start over. I was a contractor back in the 
back in the uh, housing bubble burst. So uh, I was a young contractor. So once that burst, uh, we burst too. So <laughs> yep, yep. so we decided to cut out the middleman. We moved to the place that we would retire since we were going to have to start over. And she had this idea to start a uh, travel agency with the concierge business, which, uh, uh, you know, I don't not to go on record too heavy, but I thought it was a stupid idea. <laughs> um, but Make sure over, Melinda doesn't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, no, right. But, uh, but anyways, uh, we, we started with 250 bucks of our grocery money, and now we'll be at over $3 million in sales this year. We have Gee, agents wow. in nine states. We have a concierge business in Orlando and a small one up in Anaheim, California. With that, we uh, I, I, uh, I met a close friend, a friend of mine by the name of Anthony Denardis, and we became business partners. Um, well, I recognized some skill in him, and so I paid money to keep having him come and uh, and uh, and a consulting my travel agency in the post media marketing business. Mm-hmm. And um, I have no qualms about spending money to make friends because uh, money means very little, but relationships mean everything. Ooh, we're gonna so, clip that. Boom! There you go. There it is. Uh, but anyway, I'm the man of many slogans. Yes. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, so I got to know him quite well, and um, that travel agency allowed me to make enough money to buy into what was once then Shop Local Media, mm-hmm. uh, which is now DHY Media Group. Um, and uh, we we started a holding company, and, un- and under that holding company, we have the the uh, mar- the marketing and branding business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have um, we own America Painting Pros. We own Lily Bridal and Alterations, and. And uh, so, yeah, so we so so we buy small struggling businesses. We help get them turned back around, and then the goal is not to stay in business forever, but to sell it back to the owner and and uh, you know maybe keep a little bit on the side for, our, for ourselves and uh, continue to earn revenue the rest of our lives. Definitely. So, do you think having that experience? Because let's be honest, you're an entrepreneur. Do you think having that experience as an entrepreneur coming in with little political experience as a uh, city commissioner helped you know helped you thrive in the role? Well, I do because I'm used to kind of beating my head against the wall. <laughs> so, uh, you know, an, an, an entrepreneur has specific skills, and mm. those skills are that they're not afraid of rejection. They're not afraid of those things. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes in politics, you're you're so concerned about how people are going to perceive you, mm. you know, that it tends to make you get a little, uh, I don't know. What, Egotistical? Fluffy-footed, <laughs> fluff, fluff, you know. I don't know <laughs> what to say, you know, but you yeah. soft step and you mm. soft pedal. But as an entrepreneur, you're used to beating your head against the wall. You're used to dealing with folks that say that ain't going to work. You know, you're stupid. You're an idiot. Mm. Uh, why even try? Why bother? You're the biggest moron I've ever met. Who, whatever <laughs> makes you think, you know. And, and so, and so, you know, you're just used to dealing with those things. So whenever you go in, uh, you know, one of the, my greatest frustrations my first week in office was. I asked for a printer. It took me three weeks to get one Jeez. because I was in government. Uh, <laughs> I finally said after three weeks, I said, I'll call my secretary, have one by the afternoon, and I'll bill you. And I had one by that afternoon. <laughs> but a lot of things that you do in government, you're, you're abound by state and federal laws, mm. uh, you know, procurement laws, things like that, that you don't get whenever you're in the private sector. So there's a lot of that going on. But, uh, but no, you know, I think it helps a lot because, like I said, I can just beat my head against the wall. Huh. So you have the prior experience of beating your head against the wall. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, let's talk a little deeper into uh, the immediate political sector. What are your thoughts on the impeachment process right now? Throwing well, you a little curveball. <laughs> I think they're ridiculous. Um, I don't think there's anything really to them. I think mm-hmm. they, that that's been evidenced as they've gone through the process. Um, you know, 
you know, I've come to know certain certain uh, folks like uh, Greg, you know, Greg Stubbe, U.S. Cong, mm-hmm. you know, U.S. Congressman. I had coffee with him about a month and a half ago over at Starbucks just down here in Venice. That little humble brag right there. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to throw that out there. Well, you know, folks say, you know, uh, they may not see the things that you do on the surface, but yeah. what they don't understand is it's the relationship building. That is the business that I'm in. I'm in the business of relationships. Definitely. And that's how you get things done. And it's and you don't get them done by spending two hours up in D.C. in somebody's office. You get them done by having coffee at the Starbucks down here in Venice huh. and building those those relationships. Definitely. So anyways, you know, in a speaking with him, you know, to a little bit about it, we went to a uh, – my, my wife and I went to a um, – to a, an event that uh, that was meant to uh, offer him an award, mm. and, and he was there and he spoke a little bit about it. And uh, you know, there's just really nothing to it. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's the Democrats trying to trying to make their uh, their little stink in the world. Well, let me let me pose something to you. I I think that the Democrats, uh, not to give them too much credit in the situation, but um, they realize they have no candidate that can really oppose in this election cycle. So they're like, hey, let's throw an impeachment process at them and just confuse the people. You yeah. think that's there's any validity? Well, to that? absolutely, because I mean, there was a meme that went out. I saw it going ah, around social, <laughs> and it and it was a cookie jar. It had every major Democrat with their hand in it. <laughs> Trump walked in, and goes, "Hey, your hands in the cookie jar," and then they all point at him, saying, "You're doing it." Oh my god! You know, yeah. And yeah. I think it goes back to the old adage, you know, when you point at somebody, you got three fingers always pointing back at yourself. Mm. And uh, one <laughs> of the things that people do is, uh, you know, when they get caught doing something. You guys are pointing at each other. Yeah. Whenever they get, hey, it is true. Check it out. Hey, hey, smart. Hey, man, he's a politician and he tells the truth. Uh, But anyways, you know, I think uh, you know, whenever you you will get caught doing something, one of the best ways to to um, to uh, to alleviate that or to defer that is you know to start screaming the same thing at the guy that's Mm. pointing at you. You know. I, it's it's just frustrating seeing this, and I, we can all agree. Like David and myself are Republicans. You're running under the Republican platform. It's just frustrating. Like you know, yes, Donald Trump's not perfect, but uh, Obama wasn't perfect. Jimmy Carter wasn't perfect. Bill Clinton wasn't perfect. It just seems like anytime something goes wrong, it's like I'll just throw the impeachment at him. And it's like, well, is there any validity to this? Or are you just you know making stuff up to just throw mud at someone? I I just don't understand that logic behind it. Yeah, well, I think it's you know I think it's to uh, you know I just think it's to stir up mud, just like mm-hmm. you said, it gets people focused on things other than things that they should be focused on. You know, they should be focusing on uh, whether or not Biden and his son were actually <laughs> yeah. in there, uh, you know, uh, breaking the law, making the money, at, in making Ukraine. the money, on, yeah, <laughs> you know, or you know, or uh, whether or not it was Hillary Clinton and the you know the Benghazi scandal, whether it was all of these things, you know, mm-hmm. because all this stuff really kind of ties together if you look at it. Mm-hmm. They all tie together over the last 15 years, you know. Uh, so, you know, if you can over there and you can throw mud and you can create uh, create a little bit of havoc there on the, uh, the other side, it keeps pe- people focused on it. Definitely. Well, speaking about throwing mud, obviously in local politics, you still have mud thrown at you. How does that affect your family being dragged through the mud like that for you? You know, you, you would you would... Some, some sometimes you would think I sit in the White House. <laughs> uh, I just look at the Facebook messages and for you, and I'm like, Good Lord, what is what is wrong with people? Uh, well, you know, it's you know, it's kind of nice to have free rent in people's heads. You know, it, <laughs> you know, I don't have to pay for the space. That's right. That's right. You know, so. they you know they they give it to me. I feel like uh, Bridget Fonda and single white female sometimes. Uh, you know, that might be a little out. bit before your time. Look at that call yeah, out right there. No, I know no, what no. you're talking about. All right, all right. Uh, just put some duct tape around my mouth and tie, and tie me to a chair, right? Uh, but anyways, so, uh, you know, it, you know, for uh, for me, it's water off a duck's back. You know, like mm. I said, I'm an entrepreneur. I beat my head against the wall. People have been telling me I'm stupid my whole life. So, mm. 
So what do I really care about it, you know? But it is a little bit different whenever you're watching your spouse. And, you know, I do have to tell Melinda sometimes, you know, whenever she's on there, she gets worked up. I say, I have to tell her, man, just get off that crap. Just get mm. off of it because because I need a safe space to go, you know, whenever I'm dealing with folks. Listen, I've been in the front of Walmart, checked out, walked out. A guy walks up and says, Chris Hanks, points at me. I said, hey, buddy, how are you? I'm trying to rack my, my brain where I know this guy from because I meet hundreds of people literally a week. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to rack my, my brain. I was about three seconds away from asking his, his, his name. And he says, you don't even know my name, do you? I said, well, no, sir, I don't. He starts screaming at the top of his lungs, just like every politician. <laughs> you man. lying sack of crap. And he's screaming. I turn around and I look and every checkout counter at Walmart is done checking out. And they're all looking around the corner. <laughs> I just look at him and say, you have a nice day, buddy. And I just walked on out. <laughs> You know, so you kind of get used to stuff like yeah. that. You know, you get used to going into Publix, and when you're checking out, you know, you're a, you're a captive audience. Once mm. somebody recognizes you, then the whole line starts saying, hey, what about my impact fees? Hey, man, what about this? Hey, you raising them taxes on me? You know, yeah. and then you're kind of stuck. But, you know, I think for the spouses, it's a little bit more difficult. Because, mm. I mean, let's be honest, like, it, they want to protect you as much as you want to protect them. And so them seeing sure. that stuff has got to be just disheartening. Well, and I tell her, you know, I say, you know, sometimes it's 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 just a good, at, to, good to get out of those things. Because yeah. there are people that are in there that are kind of planted in there, mm. you know. And um, what what they do is if they can't bait me, then they'll try to bait her. Wow. And if they bait her, what what's going to happen is they're going to attack her and ask her husband, I'm obligated to defend. And when I go in, yeah. I mean, I go in with a howitzer, you know, and that's the way I always am. You know, you bring Chris a knife, defender buddy. of the Second Amendment. We can agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, shifting gears just a little bit. So, like, how, is, how could someone like myself or David or Ben, you know, be heard by local government or, or the big boy government? Like, how could we be, you know, approached correctly? How could we approach this correctly? Sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it depends on what you want to do. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to be in politics, it's very easy to do. You know, the first thing you do is kind of the things that you've been doing a little bit of, you know. Mm -hmm. You help a guy like Chris Hanks, candidate Sarasota County, just (laughs) five. You know, you sign those petition cards, you know, you write a couple of checks for 200 bucks. You know, Chris, and, uh, Chris, you're the only well, one I let have free ads on here, by the way. Just you know <laughs> hey, I didn't even know I was ever. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's an entrepreneur right there. But uh, yeah, you know, you get involved, you know, uh, you've kind of done that. You were, mm. you were, you were part of the initial process whenever I ran for uh, commission. I, I, I applied to uh, be on your, you know, Yeah, that's team. what I heard. You, you applied <laughs> to be on the team. Yep. Because we have a heavy application <laughs> process to be on the Hanks team yep. running for city commissioner. I think we winged that whole deal. Yes, sir. Uh, but anyways, you know, uh, you were on that video, you know, we are Northport. Mm-hmm. You know, I did get hammered because I had a bunch of white people on there. I didn't have enough brown people. But I will tell you, and when I say brown people, I mean, you know, African-American folks, you mm-hmm. know. But, uh, you know, I told, uh, you know, I told some of them, I said, well, you know, don't don't judge my skin color too uh, clearly. My grandma was raised on Cherokee Nation herself, you know. So oh. I've got a lot of Cherokee blood too, you know. So let's not uh, use race to attack race. Yeah. But, um, but anyways, that being said, uh, you know, you... Uh, you know, you just get involved. You know, we have many uh, boards that we have that you can be involved with. We have a youth board for even for our high school kids that they, they can get on and they help advise the commission on things they would like to see a- around the city. Hmm. So it's just obviously just going into City Hall and talking to someone. That's really just the first step you really have to take. Well, I, I mean, you, you can do anything you want, man. You can, man, we live in America, man. That's this true. is a great country, right? Yes, so, sir. so uh, you, know, we're, you know, we're a country full of innovators. Um, you know, some of the great things that are going on now, we had Hope Church just did Hope for Northport, man. Hope, you know, and they fed, I, I think they fed like 4,000 folks. That gets, that gets your government involved. That gets commissioners showing up. You know, I think Jill Luke was there helping out. You know, I had other things going on, but she was there help, helping mm-hmm. out, serving food. 
you know, there's there's so much that you can do. So just look up stuff to do in your city, and then you can yeah. get involved. That's all it takes. Somebody <laughs> started this whole paint the rock program, and they're oh, throwing these little paint rocks all over the place, and people are finding the rocks, and then they're tagging them on a social media site, Facebook or something. They have a mm-hmm. paint the rock page or something. I've never found one, but <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't really looked hard. Maybe I should start. Uh, but anyways, you know, and, and then it kind of goes around. It's all about a kindness community thing, you mm-hmm. know, and, and uh, so that was something that, uh, I don't know, you know, someone did or a kid did or something like mm-hmm. that, man, but it was phenomenal. You know, it's going around good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's taken off nationally. Oh, wow. wow. That's impressive. All right, let's finish with your campaign strategy. Tell us some thoughts, what you're going to change in Sarasota County if you get elected. Well, I think, you know, I think what's important first is to uh, look at South County representation. I mean, mm. that was why I ran, right? Because mm. South County's been underrepresented for so long. Um, you know, just recently they had a redistricting, um, which redistricted me. So now I'm no longer in District 3. I'm in District 5. Don't worry about that because I, I, I already ordered three thou- or 1,000 uh, District 3 cards. So, <laughs> so, so, I had to re- so I had to re-get some District 5 cards, but that's all right. So we've already started that. But, uh, you know, I think representing Northport, Northport has been, um, you know, underserved for a while. We've been kind of neglected, we feel, at at least on the South County side. I also will be representing Englewood, who who feels like they've been neglected and abused Mm -hmm. at times. So, uh, you know, but it's just because we've had a lot of North County representation for so so long. Now I'm taking over uh, uh, Commissioner Hines' seat. He's he's terming out. So now that I'm redistricting in, I will be covering all of mainland Northport. I'll be covering the south side of West Villages which is the undeveloped part, uh, which will probably be developed within the next 10 to 20 years, yeah. and then taking up all of Inglewood, going up into Minnesota and North Minnesota Beach. Okay, so basically you're wanting to be a voice for the 65,000 Northport citizens who aren't being heard because there's no representation for us in the county commissions. Yeah, well, it's, you know, we can up that to about 73, but yeah. Oh, wow. 73, um, you know, as you said, we were the fat, one of the fastest growing uh, cities in the nation, mm-hmm. uh, but I think in my district there's going to be close to ninety thousand folks. Wow, ninety thousand, yeah. and these are people who haven't had representation in the past. Uh, they felt underrepresented. So mm. when you when you say that the underrepresentation, I'm thinking there's like a county commission, and a lot of the representation comes from Venice or Sarasota, no. and Northport doesn't get as much of a say. Is that kind of what you're? Yeah, well, I mean, whenever you look at it, right, so so Northport is the third largest landmass in the state of Florida. We're, we just surpassed Orlando in landmass. We're 104.5 square miles, and we're looking at annexing a little bit more land, um, you, you know, for a, uh, for a community development. That being said, um, you know, uh, you know Sarasota, is getting a, Sarasota City gets a lot of the business uh, hoopla, I, I mm. guess, but they're about 25, and I might be off on on this 25 square miles, maybe maybe mm. 50. Um, but anyways, the city. yeah, the, okay. yeah, the city itself. Now, the city itself is about 55,000 people, and as I said, Northport's pushing about 75. We should be wow. our build out in the next 25 years is going to be about 250,000 people. Uh, so we'll by far be a, be a large city. Sarasota is already packed out. So what are they doing? They're building up. Mm. Um, but you have Northport. We have man. We have the hips. And we're ready to burst some babies, man. <laughs> we're ready to spread out, right? So, so, uh, so we're only about. I don't even know if I can say this stuff. I get in trouble all the time for not being politically correct. But sorry, I do not uh, attune to that Marxist theology, um, a political correctness. You must be correct with a politician. So, uh, but anyways, that being said, um, we're only about twenty-seven percent built out. So, so the remainder of our property, of our land, is still undeveloped. 
And are you thinking that a lot of that will be used for housing developments? That's what I've seen in Venice recently. Like a lot of these communities, Neil Homes, I think is a big mm-hmm. one. They produce these gated yep. communities or whatever, and that's what's eaten up a lot of the land. Is that what Northport is going to go for? Well, uh, one of the problems that Northport has is uh, we're a platted community. Uh, there was a corporation back in the 50s, uh, a General Development Corporation. And what they did was they, was they bought a lot of land, um, then they platted it out in quarter-acre lots, and they sold it all over the world for $10 down and $10 a month. So Northport runs into an issue because we, because the city itself doesn't have much contiguous land that it owns. Most of the properties that that are out there are individually owned by trusts, okay. things like like this all over. I, I I personally know because I bought the five properties surrounding my lot, and, and it took me almost two years to do so. <laughs> so I had to deal with because I had to deal with, with trusts. I had to deal with people that had passed away. They had to go through you know the probate and all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, uh, yeah, there will be a lot of that because in order to bring business, you need rooftops. You know, uh, in order to bring rooftops, you need amenities, which is why we built our our new aquatic center, mm-hmm. uh, which is also dubbed the Hank's Hell Hole. But I think everybody else loves it. <laughs> so, what, Have you been there, Jack? Yes, I've what been is there. the aquatic it's center? Phenomenal. Is it like a water park? Well, why or? are people? Yeah, it's got a couple of slides, man. It's got like a flume drop, man, and wow. and I mean, it's you hit nice. that bowl at like. 10 jeans. <laughs> and it's clean, which is something like you can't say about most, you know, aquatic parks. Like you go in there and it just smells like urine. No, it's clean. If there's upkeep, you know, you never feel like there's people like hovering over your shoulders. It's, it's nice and spacious. I don't get it. Like people are always focusing on, oh, we have to have this certain amount of money to make it profitable. And it's like, well, part of, you know, tourism is just bringing people in, putting that money into the economy. It doesn't have to all go towards the aquatic center. Am I correct? In speaking well, well, I mean, people say, you know, why did you put your money towards this? You didn't put it towards the infrastructure. Well, you're kind of talking about the chicken and the egg, right? So, so True. what, so what builds the infrastructure? It is commercial development builds up infrastructure. For, ev- for every home that is built, the city loses money. But for every commercial development, it, it gains money. Mm. So the reason why is because commercial development doesn't use the same services as a homeowner does. A homeowner, you know, they use the utilities, they use the uh, trash, they use, you know, there's, so, you know, they use the uh, yard waste. So you, there, there's so many, uti- you know, uh, 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 services that homeowners use, mm-hmm. whereas a commercial development just doesn't use that that much. So, so though they're paying the same amount of money, they they have less usage and, and cost. But in order to get that in, that infrastructure built, you need that commercial development. Mm-hmm. So, but in order for commercial to come was what I said before, they look at a few things before they show up. And one of the, you know, one is uh, land prices. The other is impact fees and permitting. The other is that they lo- look look at mainly is rooftops. If, if uh, you have a, a storefront, they're looking for rooftops for shoppers. If you're looking for a business, they're looking for rooftops for workers. Hmm. So what do you have to do? Well, you got to make sure you got the rooftops in. Hmm. This is the free market infrastructure, right? Hmm. So rooftops come, but but whenever you're looking at buying a home and you just bought a home or built a home, didn't built you? a home, yes, yeah. Sir. So whenever you're looking at places, you know, to build as as a young family, there's a few things you look at. One is property prices. The other is crime. One is schools. Yep. The other is amenities. What is there to do in this community? Because I want things to do. And now uh, Northport is a very green community, so we have a lot of natural. We have the only fully state park within a city boundary. So we have wow. Mayaka State Park. It's mm-hmm. the only state park that is fully encompassed within the, the, the city. We are we are a tree-top community. So a lot of people come because of the nature. Mm-hmm. But a lot of other folks, but not everybody comes just for nature. I'm mm-hmm. a big nature guy. Mm-hmm. I'm also a big business guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I like business yeah. development too. You know, I like a solid balance. But what they do is, is not everybody comes for that. So some of them are, are looking for things to do. So what do you do? You build something like an aquatic center. Mm. 
So now, so now people come and they build homes because of the amenities. Mm -hmm. They build homes because we have one of the lowest crime rates in the entire state. You know, they build homes because our property values are much lower than our surrounding beachfront communities, right? Mm -hmm. They build homes because Sarasota's got some of the greatest, some of the best school systems in the entire country. You know, so so they come because of that. So then they build, then the commercial builds, and that helps us build that infrastructure. Yeah, it, it's just it's funny because. So what was my water park? It was my McChicken sandwich. <laughs> if you want to put business terms into it, that was my loss leader, man. Well, like uh, I love McChicken sandwiches, by the way. <laughs> well, well, yeah. What, what what do you do, man? You go <laughs> yeah. in, they sell a McChicken sandwich for a buck, mm. right? But it costs them a buck twenty-five to make. So they know you're not going to order the fries because that's why you only got the sandwich because you're not that hungry. Mm. But what they're hoping is that you're going to buy that five cent Coke for 99 cents. Mm -hmm. And now they just made profit. Right. You know, and that's what they do. Well, and for the longest time, people were complaining, saying, oh, you know, I have to take my kids out of, you know, Northport to go have fun. And it's like, oh, we built you an aquatic park and now you're still complaining. So it's yeah. like you're just looking for something to complain at a certain point, I believe. Well, and uh, Northport was always known as the place that everybody had to leave to do stuff. But, yeah. I, but I've been hearing over the last year with our new Dick store and all mm -hmm. these things, you know. Um, as a matter of fact, one of your buddies, uh, Joey Adams, said to me <laughs> a while back, he, he, he said, man, now i got to leave Venice and go to Northport to find stuff stuff wow. to do so you know it's well, getting to be that way and th this is me going to continue to grow th this is me kind of tooting your own horn in three years you brought in the atlanta braves brought in an aquatic center you have improved our infrastructure you've improved the quality of life here and that's just in three years and now you're just like you know what i can do better and do better for the county and i, I respect that move well i think well you know i think what's in, in important is is it's a perfect year to have northport representation because of Definitely. the single voter districts mm -hmm. so there's a true opportunity to actually get uh, elected it, it, if if this didn't happen, I would be running against Nan, Nan, Nancy Dieter, who is a fine woman. Mm -hmm. uh, but she is one of the, she polls as one of the most recognizable names in the entire county. I mean, she mm -hmm. polls higher than Congressman Vern, Vern Buchanan, and you know big she names. just big names. And so when you're looking at a countywide vote, the majority of voters are up north. Mm -hmm. Well, that's where they know her, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a great opportunity right now to have somebody that is elected. What I think is fantastic about this year. And uh, why I am the best guy for the job is because, one, if you're talking about the largest city in three three counties, mm -hmm. one is um, I have a board that I have sat with for the last three years. And with that board, I have a great work, work, working relationship. I also have a great working relationship with the staff. I've made sure that, that uh, I was an ally to them. Um, and and I think that you know I do that with all my employees no matter where yeah, I'm at definitely. you know I think it's in, important to support them I also have continued to maintain relations with the uh, the county administrator who was once the, the uh, city manager I've maintained relationships with the the uh, the the uh, county commission board mm -hmm. I've continually worked on those so I think if you're going to be looking at somebody that is going to represent Northport or even South County I am the perfect guy for the job because everything that has gone on over, over the last three years and that they're going to be working on for the next two years, I've had a hand in. So mm -hmm. I can help bring the county level aspect in into the city and, and the South County aspect mm -hmm. and possibly all work together. Definitely. So when you work on the county commissioner, obviously you have to have experience in the northern sector as well. What mm -hmm. are some things you're looking to change or adapt to in the northern uh, part of the county? 
What do you mean exactly? So, like, what what are you looking to bring to the northern part of the county? Because obviously, you know, you still have to represent right. them to an extent. So, are there anything you're looking to improve up there? Well, I, well, I think, well, I think what's mostly needed here is I think we need a a community standard, right? So, South mm-hmm. County has been underrepresented for so long, which, which which means it hasn't been a player in the county as a whole. Gotcha. So, the county as a whole has not been functioning as a whole. It's been functioning outside of South sense. County. So, I think uh, you know being able to bring those those two those aspects together to make a broken family an entire <laughs> family right nice. i think will actually um benefit the uh, north county also because as i said you know mm. we are only 27 percent built built out so whatever happens in northport benefits the county as a whole this is what i've been saying over the last year is the things that go on in northport the things that go on in inglewood are not just northport and inglewood problems they're regional problems mm. you know when northport needs a police station because we can't house um, all of our um, um, all of our um, special units and stuff like that. No, 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 no. Uh, the evidence. Oh wow! You know, and some of this evidence, you know, you have to have for 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 over a hundred years. And and if they're on a back lot with a tarp, man, that yeah. man, that evidence is going away, right? So yeah. so if that happens, well, then there's an opportunity to let these criminals go free. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not just going to stop at the at Northport boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to work the entire county. They'll even work uh, Charlotte County too, you know. Mm-hmm. So. So uh, this Believe is what me, I'm I work there. I see it. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, whenever you're talking infrastructure, uh, you know, we need a little bit of infrastructure. You know, to build out Northport's infrastructure is three billion dollars with a B. Jeez. You know, because we're so large because mm-hmm. of the way that we're platted. So, so should we be vested? Absolutely, we should be ninety-five percent vested within our infrastructure. Mm. But it isn't just a Northport problem. It isn't just an Inglewood problem. This mm. is a regional problem. This is a county problem because we need to bring businesses into the county. Mm. And the place to bring these um, these uh, clean uh, manufacturing uh, uh, businesses that that pay twenty twenty-five dollars an hour, you know, good solid wages. Northport's got the land to do it. Mm-hmm. So let's bring them in where Sarasota doesn't have the land. Let's, let's bring them in here. But it's not just a Northport problem. This mm-hmm. is a regional problem. Let's bring more money, tax base, into the county as a whole by using Northport and Inglewood to do so. Yeah, so it would benefit not just Northport. It would benefit the community. Uh, the, the It'll benefit itself. Venice. Look at the Atlanta Braves. Yep. Be- yeah. Now, I will tell you this uh, about the yeah, Atlanta Venice Braves. Venice claims the Braves already. So. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I don't mind that crap. But anyways, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I talked to Mike, to Mike Dunn, who is, who is the, the president over uh, – uh, the Braves here in Southwest Florida. Mm. And with ticket sales, and these are hard numbers, mm. ticket sales, we will have 130,000 folks visiting our community between February and March. Wow. That's off of ticket sales. Now, there's probably more than that, mm-hmm. but that is a hard number that, that uh, you can take to the bank. Wow, that is crazy. All right, David, you have any more thoughts? Are there any big plans for Englewood? <laughs> like in the future, you got to... I'm, yeah, I think we should buy. Thanks, twenty twenty. That's a big plan. <laughs> Can we buy a Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Bring them down here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, Chris, because bringing up Eagles we'll is an interesting tickets. point. Why is it still divided, Charlotte County and Sarasota County? Why isn't one county decided to just engulf it? Is it just a property issue, or what are you talking about? Why is it divided? Because there's one part why is Charlotte County and one's not. Uh, is oh, Sarasota? Inglewood. Yeah, sorry, Inglewood. Honestly, you know, um, I just think that's where the lines were drawn. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the history behind that. I'll have to look. Yeah, I was just always curious because it's like. I I get called out to but, Inglewood. Right. I'm like, this is this seems like Sarasota County issues, right? <laughs> right, but I but but I think you know Inglewood. They have they have a CRA, um, but they don't have an official government like mm-hmm. the city of Northport yeah. does. Yeah, they're not even like Nokomis, basically. All right, any more thoughts, David? Oh, you mentioned the school system in Northport. Does the county commissioner have any kind of influence over the school, how it's run, the educational well, system? What, yeah, what we have is we have relationships. So the uh, Sarasota School Board. 
are the ones are the board members that um, that oversee the the school administrator and uh, oversee the school system. So what we have is we have relationships, just like I have with uh, with a state uh, rep, uh, Vern Buchanan, which I'm trying to schedule uh, dinner <laughs> with him uh, soon. Uh, but you know that's what we have is we have relationships. If you want to see things done, you want to you know let folks know what's going on in Northport or in the Inglewood school systems. Well, you build those relationships, and then you sit down over a. a coffee or something and then you can discuss those those things and you discuss them as friends and uh they seem to mean more you know what i mean do you see the the bipartisan split like how it's amped up in media and everything is that as divisive on the county government level i would say no because a democrat hadn't held office since since the 70s yeah so this is a but that being, county. Yeah, but that being said, there is a there is a young Democrat running now, and and he's a fine guy. I, I you know I know him personally. He's you know he's a good you know he's a good cat. But um, but I think you know whenever you look at uh, you know who you want representing you, if you know you got a board of Republicans and and a one liberal Democrat, I don't know how much they're going to get done. Right. Hmm. Just just on that standing, right? Because yeah. be, uh, because I mean, your principles are different. Well, we've seen that on not you know, attitude, the, but I the mean, national stage. Look yeah. at that. You know, like right now, the Democrats control it. The, the Republicans don't really have a voice c- currently speaking mm-hmm. on that. So, all right. Uh, I would just say one more thing. Oh. That I wrote down some questions. David always holds it until the end. Because the permitting was interesting to me because I've been talking to these people in my church. I'm like, hey, we should get some farms going on local land. And some of the guys were like, oh, it's really hard to start that because there's so many things you got to check the box and everything. So I could see the frustration with the permitting. Now that you've been on the inside of the government, so to speak, is it easier to work with it, or has your perspective of how the government set up changed? Well, uh, Northport is kind of unique within our county because we have an entire agricultural district uh, oh, because wow. we're so large, right? So, so we have North Northport Estates where uh, the average lot is three acres. Um, but that, but that being said, we we do currently have going through. Well, as a matter of fact, I think we just did the second reading on community gardens. Um, so, which 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 allows you to in in town own or in an activity center a a business district to own up to 10 acres and to grow grow produce and sell it oh Hmm. nice you know so maybe what they need to do is move to northport (laughs) (laughs) i got a brother who lives out in northport and i gotta say the gas stations are way nicer in northport well they're a lot newer think about it how old is venice northport turned 60 this year we celebrated our diamond anniversary so we're so uh, you know we're just a teenager in the scheme of uh we act like it sometimes (laughs) all right we like to finish every episode with our answer the internet questions i don't know if you want to join us with this They're, they're kind of goofy so all right, first question. Would you rather win a World Cup in a soccer-crazed county or uh, country, excuse me, or win any U.S. sports title? I'd say U.S. sports. Title. There we go. Keep it America. <laughs> All right, this one's for you, David. Two buttons. You can only press one. Instantly get a million dollars or have a 50-50 chance you get $100 million. Oh, 50-50. Keep the suspense going. Yeah, respect that. Yeah. All right, Chris. Would you rather be the world's tallest man or the world's shortest man? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, they both got benefits. This man. is how you, you get the voters saying? right now, <laughs> this <laughs> question. <laughs> they both have benefits. What is the benefit of being a short man? I want to hear this one. There's a lot of benefits, Jack. Well, I don't think I can say that on the radio. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, We're moving on from yeah. this one. All right. David, Transition. If, if, so it has to do with the view. <laughs> if your arms were spaghetti, would you want them to be cooked or uncooked? El dente. Okay. Uh, so right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I think this is going to be an easy one for you, Chris. Would you rather uh, spend the rest of your life in a country music video or a rap uh, music video? Yeah, I'll do country. Yeah, man. I knew that was coming. David, what's worse, being a tall girl or a short guy? Uh, you, you're a short guy, so you should be able to. I feel this. pretty good with my life, so I don't know how tall girls. I, I'll just say probably tall girls. Cause right. you, Last why? one. Why, because they got legs for miles? Yeah, and, the, you know, you got to play basketball. You don't really like basketball. You're just a tall girl. So you just judge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling. All right, last question, Chris. Would you rather wake up in the middle of the night to see a massive dude has broken into your house or to see a ghost? I'll, I'll do a ghost. I don't believe him. So There we go. No All ghosts. Right. No, no ghosts. ghosts in Chris' life. And the, yeah, and the other one I'll have to defend myself, you know. I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend <laughs> breaking to Chris's house. I'm sure he's... Both in the house and then after the house, I have to defend myself. Chris, yeah. what do you think? Arkansas or Florida, which one's nicer? I mean, you're living here now, but... Well, they both have benefits, kind of like the shirt. <laughs> he's a good politician. He's got that answer him. lined up. Right. Do you ever go back there to Arkansas? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just got, I just came back a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I think I drove through there one time, but I've never, like, visited it. I'm just yeah. always interested in the different geography of states and stuff. How the air is cleaner in Arkansas. It's say. mostly it's flat, right? state, right? Yeah. yeah. Farmlands. Well, well, it has some of the oldest mountains in the world. You know, it's got the Ozark Mountains. The Ozark, which, which is Ozark, which are which are which are really just really big hills, but it's because they're like so old. They say, man, that they no longer have peaks. Huh. <laughs> kind of like, never mind. <laughs> All right, we're gonna finish on that. <laughs> thank you guys, Chris. Thank you so much for joining yep. us. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to check out all our content on infopilgrims.com. We have new podcasts coming out from all of us here at the Info Pilgrims Network. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, let's make America think again. Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell everybody. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. Yes I am, yes I am, yes I am I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man I believe every lie that I ever told Paid for every heart that I ever stole I played my cards and I didn't fall Well it ain't that hard when you got sold Somewhere I heard that life is a test I've been through the worst but I still get my best God made my mold different from the rest Then he broke that mold so I know I'm blessed Stand up now and face the sun Won't hide my tail or turn and run It's time to do what must be done Be a king when kingdom comes Well you can tell everybody Yeah you can tell everybody Questions. I'll be the teacher, you could be the lesson I'll be the preacher, you be the confession I'll be the quick relief to all you stressing It's a thin line between love and hate Is you really real or is you really fake? I'm a soldier standing on my feet No surrender and I won't retreat Stand up now and face the sun Won't hide my tail or tail Tell everybody, yeah, you can tell everybody.